Welcome to the Brand Ambassadors, your wide-angle look at the field of PR and what it means for your company. Your host is Merritt Hamilton Allen with co-host Gary Potterfield. Every firm has a compelling narrative that sets them apart from the crowd. In your company, you can use your own background and storytelling to your advantage as well as that of your business. Now, here are your hosts, Merritt Hamilton-Allen and Gary Potterfield. Good morning. Welcome to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton-Allen, joined by Gary Potterfield. Hey, Gary, how's your week been? It's been a great week, Merritt. How are you doing? Good, good. I must confess, um, what, not only do I not have the epic Rust is Gold uh, 5G uh, Wi-Fi clarity, I also don't have a Jimmy Davini uh, espresso macchiato. I'm making do with my own gotcha. It's all right. Yeah, it's I was, all right, but it, it's not. Yeah, you, <clears throat> you're getting around. That was cool. Yeah, that was cool last week. Um, uh, until the it, it was cool the whole time. It was great, but you know, and, and but once uh, Jimmy started uh, grinding the be- grinding the beans, it was a little tough to hear. And then the crowd came in. You know, if you could have kept the you know that, that rust is gold would be, would be a great place for you to do the show if it wasn't for the customers. You know? I know. Darn their success. <laughs> Darn it. <sighs> yeah, that was cool, though. Actually, so here we you have are some calling ideas in. About huh? uh, relocating the remote, uh, our remote setup, so it's uh, there's a corner and a wall between the coffee grinder and the mic, and uh, we will definitely be uh, trying that in the future. Good, good deal. So yeah, so it's been a good week, I think. Don't you think? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, all sorts of. Uh, Interesting uh, collaboration uh, from, um, uh, I guess I would say, from uh, photography to online video to uh, spokesman training. We've been uh, talking to a lot of partners and booking some new works this week, which is, of course, always good. Yep, not a bad thing. But it's not keeping us us too busy to, to not be here Friday mornings. Well, and for me, I mean, you're actually in your work day. For, i, I got to be honest, 7 in the morning on uh, Friday is usually kind of dead office time for me. I'm just saying. Yeah. I, well, yeah, <clears throat> I'm always impressed that you are, you, those, of, those of the Vox Optimites that are, uh, that are on the, in the West Coast or in the Mountain Time that uh, are up pretty darn early, you know, talking to the rest of us. So I admire you all for doing that. Yeah, but um, yeah, here, here's the trick: is you, you roll out of bed at 5:30, you make yourself a coffee, you get um, your computer on, you answer all the emails, so everyone thinks you're like really gung ho and badass, and then you play video games until late. I mean, come on. Oh, there, okay, there you go. Well, you know, I have I, when I really have the best is when when uh, the times that I have worked remotely from Sicily and um, and uh, I I get up at a reasonable hour. Eight-ish, and uh, and and then I work until uh, until noon or so, and um, and uh, and it looks like I'm really because I am really way ahead of the game because I'm like six hours ahead of the East Coast, and I've got all these emails out to everybody, like I'm and then and then I have a really nice lunch, and then I go to the beach, and uh, then I come back, and then I'm and then I'm still talking to people in the afternoon, so it's 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 that's the best. So you're going to be doing that in a couple weeks, aren't you? Yeah, except uh, I'm avoiding the part that says work. You know, the whole oh, the whole right, work that's part. That's right. That's right. That's right. This is a work that. window, right? Right. It'll be all beach. <laughs> oh. In late September, is the beach still good? Yeah, it's uh, it can be. I mean, it it uh, it 
late September into or into the beginning of October, it can be still some nice beach time, and the beaches aren't going to be nearly as crowded. So I'm hopeful that we get some of that nice beach time. But then again, fall is a uh, is uh, which I don't get a chance to spend as much fall time there because I'm just too interested in being there when there's beach time. Uh, fall is really nice too. So, like the olive trees turning and that sort of thing. Well, the, well, the, not the olive trees all, turning, but the olive trees, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, giving giving us their olives. So, uh, I, I've had the opportunity um, on a couple of occasions with my brother-in-law to, to to do that to to harvest the olives, and that was a lot of fun. You know, it's really great to be like a gentleman farmer. When if someone said uh, you have to do this like all the time now, uh, no thanks, I'll do the gentleman farmer thing, the you know the pretend farmer thing. The hard part is keeping the gentleman part, if I know you. But so, but because uh, I know nothing about olive husbandry, um, what comes first in the fall: uh, picking the olives or the leaves turning color or dropping? On the olive trees? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, it, no, they're not going to turn color. It's not like you don't have. It's not like a maple tree or anything like that. It's a totally different, different so thing. Do they, but, but do they turn brown and drop off? They don't drop. What the olives? No, the leaves. The leaves. No, I never thought trees, about that. Right? They are trees. They are olive trees. Yes, uh, I never even thought about the olive trees turning color, uh, in in the le- the olive leaves turning color. I think it's a good question. I don't even know if our olive trees are turning. Co- well, I'll tell you this much: our olive trees could turn color last year, or no, three years ago, because they burned. But that's uh, that's another issue altogether. But but when they're when they're doing their thing, October. You have a nice these these trees that are just very heavy with olives, and then we go through the whole. It's anyway. That's for another show. That's a, that's going to be in the Voice America Olive Tree Channel. That's a, that's a one coming up. And <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, I would only do that show if we can have Aaron as our engineer. That's the ticket. Okay. Anywho, enough of that stuff. But enough of us talking about that. Um, got a fun show today, and I'm excited about this one. Also with some Italian origins. Yes, yes. My good friend uh, Gino Colombaro is going to be joining us, and uh, and when I uh, when I put out like the you know social media stuff for me, I, at first I had written down one of my oldest and dearest friends. I said, okay, I'll scratch out the oldest. I'll just put dearest. <laughs> <laughs> but How I've about known a him long for... time? A yeah, long, long time, dear friend. You're right. It's been a long time. Doggone it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited about this. You know, we've talked about um, on the show. We have we have certainly talked about um, um, nonprofits and uh, you know charities and 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 the things that they go through to try to uh, uh, engage their customers and and engage their uh, uh, not their customers, their stakeholders. And uh, and uh, you know, Gino has been doing that for over 20 years now. Uh, with the Alzheimer's Association and doing it really successfully, and uh, and so I'm excited to hear you know to hear his uh, views on 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 the on how uh, nonprofits and uh, charities go about doing that. So it'll be interesting. And I think just from um, uh, his bio, I think this is also kind of um, ties back to last week's episode. You know, branding your passion. So you talked about something that means a lot to you and is a driving force in your life and um, harnessing that and focusing it at somehow in the private sector uh, to take an effort forward. And certainly, I think, with the Alzheimer's Association, he's done that. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. I was thinking about the, t- the title of last week's show could have just as easily been the title of this week's show about branding your passion. Because, indeed, I'm, you know, uh, um, uh, 
Gino was was uh, Gino and I were in the Navy and we were both journalists and we were both broadcasters and and uh, that you know that, that may have been the trajectory of Gino's uh, career uh, until uh, until Alzheimer's uh, affected him personally and his family. So uh, and that changed his, his 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 where he went. I won't speak for him and all all of that. We can talk to him directly. Right. Uh, but um, but yeah, and look what look. So so being able to do something, going to work every day, and having something that actually is absolute passion for you, um, is is a great thing. Not that we don't share have a lot of passion for Vox Optima and what we do, but uh, when someone has something that close to their life, uh, yeah. So. Yeah. 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 And I think you need that. I think you need, I think for that kind of thing for people to be for so long to do something like that, you know, to to work because it's not the easiest uh, you know way uh, to, to go about making a living is to, is to is to know to go in every day that you you know to, to work on something like that. Um, you need a passion for it to to because I'm sure it can be a, a a hard thing to do sometimes. Also, though, I think it could be challenging to really be, uh, to sometimes not feel up to the task. I mean, Alzheimer's is such, um, a, 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 it's an incredibly personal and intimate, but also national and global issue. And uh, sometimes I think just uh, the monumental size of the task ahead could, uh, could be intimidating. Right. I think it takes this right kind of personality to be able to do that. You know, and, and I think certainly Gino has that. Is In other words, he's a, he's a very um, uh, optimistic and, uh, and uh, certainly Gino and I, every time we're on the phone, we're laughing together. So, I mean, you need that kind of, you need a, an attitude that is very positive. And if you don't, because of, because of the seriousness of the issue, you know, and what you're dealing with every day. Um, so if you don't have that kind of an attitude, you know, a very positive, uh, upbeat attitude, I don't know how you, I don't know if you could last in that kind of a, uh, a business. No, I, 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 absolutely. But, um, you know, uh, and there are a lot of, there are a lot of charities, uh, obviously, uh, supporting a lot of, uh, worthy causes, some more effective or some more well-respected than others. And I don't think... Um, you get a much uh, higher AAA plus rating for uh, a nonprofit than the Alzheimer's Association. Right. Well, there's a lot of things we're going to talk about too because they've got a lot of things that go on. I mean, certainly, we're going to discuss the, you know, uh, the background of the organization and, and certainly the background of uh, Gino's uh, the chapter that he's. Uh, been with for the past 20 plus years, um, and I, I, I'm curious. I'm going to be curious to find out about um, you know certainly a lot of different things, aspects of it. But but you know there's there's chapters all, all across the country. There's people involved all across the country. I'm curious to see how when you're trying to you know move something forward in your own in your own backyard, how that in, how that relates to the to the larger organization. So there's a lot of things involved in this kind of thing that I'm I'm looking uh, forward to hearing about. And uh, we're getting we're coming up on a break, so we're going to be able to bring Gino on. Um, so we'll do that um, before we take a break. Um, if you want to talk to us, uh, of course, it would be helpful if I actually went and looked at what our phone numbers were, because I should have them in the back of my just off the back of my hand. I should know them. But anyway, you want to give us a call? Uh, well, thanks. So you have it memorized. No, I just pulled <laughs> up the, the rundown. Okay, well, there you go. And, or you can email us at brand.ambassadors 
at voxoptima.com. And uh, we're going to be back with uh, our special guest, uh, Gino Colombara, the executive director of the, uh, of the Alzheimer's uh, Association for the, uh, Southeastern Virginia. And we'll be doing that in just a couple of minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton-Allen, joined by Gary Potterfield and our guest, Gino Columbara. He is the Executive Director of the Southeastern Virginia Chapter of the Alzheimer's Association. He's had that job for 23 years. Uh, his association with uh, uh, the Alzheimer's Association is a direct result of being a caregiver for his father, who had Alzheimer's disease. He has helped the chapter grow while raising awareness about Alzheimer's disease throughout the community, has won the uh, Virginia Beach Human Rights Commission 2001 Human Rights Award for the support of human rights programs in the community, and Gino serves families who are navigating through the daily challenges of Alzheimer's while continuing to spread a message of hope for a future without Alzheimer's. Gino, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Oh, it is my pleasure entirely. Thank you for the opportunity. 
Well, uh, one, one thing that fascinates me is uh, I think sometimes in uh, our world of PR and promotion, when you're with um, a client or an organization for a long time, you can run out of things to say about it. So after 23 years, is this issue still very fresh for you? Oh, very much so. I mean, every uh, day that I come in my office, I have a picture of my father. It reminds me why I'm here. Uh, and also, you know, um, this is a fairly young organization compared to other voluntary health organizations. I mean, the Alzheimer's Association was founded in 1980 by a group of um, families who were dealing with this disease at a time when there was very little knowledge about Alzheimer's as we know it today. And uh, it has really grown from that grassroots effort. And, uh, you know, and it's still a disease that we're still trying to uh, get our arms around. I mean, definitely uh, uh, we have really uh, increased uh, concern and awareness of the disease itself. We're working to increase uh, the awareness of us as an association and how we can help local community members who are dealing with this disease through our free, free family services as we advance the research needle. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's that hope that's on the horizon to really find effective treatments and ultimately one day have our first survivor because that's something that we do not have at this point in time. So there's still a lot of work to be done, but we've come a long way. Gino, uh, and we're going to talk about the specifics of, of things that you've got going on um, and coming up, like your walk. We'll talk about that later in the show. Mm, sure. But I want to, I, I'm curious, uh, if, because you've been doing this for, for quite a long time, even though the organization is relatively young, um, going back to 1980, uh, but you've been with it for quite a long time. In your outreach to your stakeholders, what have you seen change uh, from when you first started doing it in terms of how you go about doing it um, from then till now? What, 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 what have you seen change? Well, I think the biggest shift is, you know, when I started, and even I was uh, a victim to this as even before I got associated with the Alzheimer's Association, uh, you know, as someone who was trying to navigate this disease back in 19, oh, what was it, 88 when my father was diagnosed, when the awareness level of the disease itself in the health and social services community was very minimal, uh, you know, it, I didn't know anything about it. So, you know, uh, I didn't even reach out to the association. Association, which was still in its infancy, but still available in our local community. And I didn't really get connected with them until about six months before my father passed away, and that's when I started getting involved as a volunteer, an advocate, a board member, and so forth. Uh, so the change has been, and when I started here, uh, all the calls that we would get would really ultimately be when somebody would be in a crisis situation, and so it was more reactive than proactive. And I see people now uh, really uh, being proactive and engaged. We've really developed a good community base. I mean, this dealing with this disease is really a community effort, and it's really based with the community partners. You know, we all have our special niche that we're able to do, and we're kind of that hub that helps families create action plans, provide support, create that empathy in terms of what they're going through. So the real key in the 23 years that I've been here that has changed is that awareness. Uh, you know, there was so much stigma associated with this disease, especially in the early years of the association and still that stigma is there but I think it has lessened I think we have really uh, through 
uh, education awareness building. Uh, I mean, you can't pick up the newspaper or see even a TV show sometimes, and they always, there's some storyline about Alzheimer's or what have you. So it really has become uh, uh, included in the thread of our uh, media throughout, uh, throughout the United States. And I think people are seeing the urgency of the cause and seeing the effects of it much more so. Also, something that has really changed, and which really I think is um, a true change factor, is that more people who are affected by the disease, especially those in the early stages, still able to uh, participate and communicate, and you wouldn't even know they had a disease unless you spoke with them for a long period of time, are really uh, willing to share their stories, and their care partners are willing to share their stories. So it really makes a connection that, you know, you're not alone, because something with this disease that I know I felt, and I know many people who get a diagnosis uh, in their family of this disease is they feel very alone. Because if you have never been touched by this disease, then, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And you might know about the Alzheimer's Association, and you might say, oh, they just do research. Just like I might, you know, thankfully I've never been touched by cancer in my family. So I know cancer, American Cancer Society, as research, but, you know, now I know they also do a lot of community uh, support as well. But at a surface level, my first reaction would be, how can they help me today? How can the Alzheimer's Association help me today? So I think, you know, we're really building that awareness that people can connect with us much earlier. Also, the medical community is really getting much more um, uh, involved. Uh, we, we have a program, it's called a memory uh, loss referral program, where we're really uh, getting out there to the health systems, physicians, and really saying, hey, you know, at the point of diagnosis, just like you would give a prescription, you, you make a referral to the association, and with the family's permission, they actually, were, uh, you know, we get a referral, and we call the family at the point of diagnosis, so that way we can talk to them. Most of the time, we're just listening, you know, and, and, and we can tell them what we're able to provide for them. We can bring them in for an orientation. We can do caregiver training. We can help them create an plan, we can connect them to those resources in the community that can help them throughout the disease progression. So, uh, you know, getting in front of it makes a huge difference than when you're in that crisis situation and feel, oh my God, uh, you know, what do I do next? So we're really trying to really be proactive in our approach to getting in front of people uh, who are dealing with a diagnosis of, of the disease. And when they connect with us, they really connect as a community and they really get involved as a community and uh, they know that there's that community support around them. So that awareness building is critical and that comfort level and the reduction of stigma all make uh, a big difference in terms of moving the needle, not only for uh, advancing research, but for advancing engagement in terms of people getting the support that they need. Well, you know, I was thinking while you were talking, Gino, and, uh, you know, about that we, you know, we people, we, how much more we know about it and how much more we're aware of Alzheimer's. And, and, um, and I was, I was just thinking about the fact that um, I had the, I had the pleasure of knowing your, meeting your dad, and knowing your dad when he came to Sicily and and lived with you and lived and lived here and and he such he was such a firecracker of a guy and you know hmm. uh, yeah. was, if he was he was something else you know you, you knew when when he was around and uh, to think that that was taken from you uh, and I so I didn't know him when he had Alzheimer's but uh, to think back on that is like wow that 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 guy you know is it, I is not around anymore. It was, uh, it was really something. Yeah, this disease is a cruel thief, you know. Um, 
because and it, and you know I always say that it is truly a family disease, not so much about the hereditary factor of it, uh, but it really takes the entire family unit to deal with it because you ultimately become the advocate of that individual. You know, so, you know, that individual cannot make decisions on his or her behalf at a certain point in the process of this disease because it is a progressive degenerative disorder. I mean, it will get worse as time goes on. Uh, so that's why early diagnosis, proper, accurate diagnosis is so critical. And also, you know, like when, when it was for me, uh, I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver. You know, I didn't, you know, I didn't know anything about dementia, you know, uh, all this. So it was a very challenging time uh, between the diagnosis and when my father ultimately passed away. And it did steal his personality, his spirit, his life as well uh, for a long period of time, uh, mine. Uh, you know, it, it really had an effect. And I often say that, you know, you never know where life's journey is going to te- take you. I would have never thought when we were together in Sicily that I'd be sitting here talking to you as uh, from the Alzheimer's Association, you know. But there's things that happen in life that send you in a different direction. And it's really interesting. When I was um, on the, uh, you know, I volunteered with the association, ultimately got on the board. At that time, the chapter was only four people. And uh, the executive director at that time had uh, resigned. And I said to my wife, Grace, I said, you know, I'm not really feeling fulfilled what I'm doing. I'd like to do this. Uh, I want to apply for the position. I don't know if I'll get it, but uh, I just needed something to create closure for me because this was two years after my father passed, and I was, you know, 24-7, you know, in the morning going to see him and, and making sure he's okay, work all day in the evening, go feed him, bathe him, what have you, and doing that, you know, seven days a week uh, for five years, and then all of a sudden that ends, there's a void, you know, right. and, um, uh, and I think, uh, you know, so I told the grace, I said, you know, if I get the job, I'll do it for five years. Well, I'm not very good at math, obviously, because <laughs> <laughs> I've been here for 23 <laughs> and, and it's a real it passion. Just- and yeah. that's the thing. Is it, anyone's listening is getting the idea that my goodness, you know, you absolutely have the passion for for, for this, and that's terrific. And um, we're going to go to break now, Gino and uh, and everyone. And um, and if you have a, and we're going to come back and talk a lot more about the Alzheimer's Association, particularly when you know we, the brand ambassadors, are interested in 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 how the brand is put forth and how it's sure. done. And, so we'll talk some of the, some of those things when we come back. You're listening to the Brand Ambassadors. Give us a call, 866-472-5790, or email brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin, good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties 
his PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Gary Ponderfield, along with Mayor Hamilton Allen, and our guest today, Gino Colombara, who is the Executive Director of the Southeastern Virginia Chapter of the Alzheimer's Association. And, um, uh, you know, the awareness of the association, Gino, I'm thinking of it right now from the point of view of, of, of branding. And, you know... Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just because I've known you or something, but I, but I, for me, I you know, I know there's the color purple. There's that there's that design that goes with it. I mean, what have you seen? What, you know, from the organization point of view, I mean, what are they doing from a branding standpoint? That you, that you, or what are you doing to you know to make sure people are aware of? Oh yeah, that's the Alzheimer's Association. That's what they're doing. Is there anything you, you guys are actively doing in that regard? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's been an evolutionary process. Our brand, uh, when I started, uh, was not the brand that we currently, that you see today. It was uh, within the Alzheimer's name. The H were two people holding hands. And uh, you mentioned earlier, like, the walk uh, that's coming up uh, in the fall uh, throughout the country. Uh, You know, that used to be called the memory walk. And the idea was, you know, when you hear those terms, memory walk, uh, and it's just the two people holding, it didn't really encompass the full mission of what we're trying to do. So the new brand really is a conversation starter because people look at it and say, well, what is that symbol? But it really represents our mission, which is people. So if you look at the front part, it's a person's head, and then the back part is a research speaker, which is research. So, you know, our mission is about people and research. And, uh, uh, and so making people aware of that and tying it into those personal stories has really, you know, shifted the needle in terms of people really understanding the uh, the criticality of this disease, the urgency of the cause. I mean, it is a public health crisis right now. So that brand has become more proactive. You know, even our walk to end Alzheimer's from memory walk, the walk to end Alzheimer's is something dynamic that's showing we have movement, we have momentum. So we're moving towards that day that we have that first survivor. We're still helping helping families navigate the maze of the disease today as, you know, day by day. So it really uh, encapsulates our full mission. And I think that all comes and gets supported by relating those personal stories, people uh, knowing that this disease is, is a disease. It is not something to be ashamed of. It is a disease like any other disease. You know, I, I just uh, if I think about awareness and uh, awareness that's just really burgeoned um, in the last couple decades. I think it has to be 
uh, Alzheimer's. And, uh, you know, Gary and I are also both um, uh, veterans of elder care. Mm-hmm. And uh, something that, that just struck me is the infrastructure that has come up in the last decade, maybe 15 years, of uh, dedicated care centers. Uh, do, you, do you think that the networks that you help build, I love what you talk about, you know, a prescription getting called in, you know, notification to the association, you reached out to the family. Mm-hmm. Do you think that uh, that network has uh, helped uh, build up this infrastructure? Oh, most definitely. I mean, it's those community partnerships that make it all possible because, you know, people are going to go through different avenues dealing with the disease. That's why connecting with physicians is very important. Uh, those who are dealing with, uh, who need home health services and are identified as someone who might need a support group. So as long as we have those relationships and there's a conduit, you know, uh, going from one end to the other, that uh, flow of uh, referrals, then, uh, you know, we're able to expand our net of uh, people that we can help help and reach. I think that what's really important with uh, branding, a uh, branding of any type, is consistent messaging. And I think that's what the association does very well. You know, when I started, the, the chapters could not, uh, and the association, there was a, you could not buy advertising. That was a policy. And since they changed that and really saw that if you're not advertising, you're really building awareness, you know, it has blown exponentially because when you turn on the television and you see a first survivor ad or things about uh, caregiving, uh, the programs that you see on the various news shows, features, it really touches people's heart and they feel like, oh my God, that's me, you know, and, and, um, uh, and there is help for me. I'm not alone in this. So that consistent messaging is so very important and having, having the strength of a, an organization that is of high integrity and, uh, and very, you know, has a strong foundation it makes the, the, the job easy you know, easier in terms of getting the support and engagement that is so required to help our families who are dealing with this disease. Gino, how much of, of your uh, efforts are spent on, uh, I guess, uh, outreach to new potential supporters, or and how much is 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 involved with, you know, with just the stakeholders, the folks you're already dealing with? I mean, how's that? How's that break down? Well, you know, we have a, like, my staff is about 12 people, so I have a program staff with licensed clinical social workers, social worker counseling professionals, then we have fundraising, and I'm, you know, in my position, and especially since I've lived this disease, I'm kind of involved in a little bit of everything, and uh, so, you know, it's it's broken up, um, uh, I would say, you know, maybe uh, 50-50 in terms of uh, the constituents that we're currently dealing with, making sure that, you know, I keep them informed, and then really trying to get out and uh, uh, meet new people and really get them to know about what we do and that we're in the local community. I mean, we do family orientations once a month in our office here, and our conference room is filled, and when people come out of there, they say, oh, my God, I never knew you were here. I never knew you offered all this, you know. And um, it, it's about that communication. It's a, that consistent uh, messaging is so very critical uh, to that and, and getting people to feel, you know, hey, this is uh, an organization that is trusted, and, uh, uh, you know, they can feel comfortable in getting involved. And a lot of people on our staff, just like me, have been touched by this disease. So we can provide that empathy factor in terms of when people are talking to us about what they're going through. And, you know, I, I think that's one of the most important messages um, across um, the caregiver community is uh, it's, it's okay um, 
to take a break. It's okay to be exhausted. It's okay to be frustrated. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I think there comes a time where they, when uh, caregivers have to understand it's okay to let someone else take over. Most definitely. That's the hardest thing. It was the hardest thing for me. And, um, uh, yeah, you know, I always tell f- folks that, you know, you know, we often make promises that ultimately we can't keep. Oh, I'll never put my loved one in a, in a assisted living or a nursing home. But, you know, there comes a time that it's, uh, you know, some, what happens with this disease especially is the caregiver often gets sick. You know, and then maybe might might pass before even the person affected, and it's because of the stress of the caregiving, and uh, and there comes a point where that kind of decision has to be made for the well-being of both, and it's a hard decision, and you know, and what's logical in the mind has to compete with what's going on in the emotion in the heart. You know, so you might say, oh, it is, uh, it makes perfect sense to do this at this point. He needs more medical attention, but I promise, and my emotion, so you. You know, it's hard for people to to balance that, and talking with someone who has gone through that can make that decision-making process a little easier, I believe. Um, one thing I was thinking about is the is the fact that um, uh, the um, I think when people think of of charitable organizations, they think of them as purely um, fundraising driven things that are that and that's what they're about but it's so much listening to you talk Gino and just knowing what you're what you've been doing it's so much more than that I mean you, you know to be to actually being something not just a, a a source of revenue for for research and whatever but actually helping it seems to be as much or more that you're actually you know helping helping the families and helping the people who are doing it and that's um, a terrific y- thing yeah yeah, it's it's an investment. You know, it's it's not. A, you know, when people are like our walk to end Alzheimer's, which is going on throughout the United States uh, between uh, September and through uh, the beginning of November, uh, in six hundred different communities. You know, it's about building community. It's about people investing in our mission, which is to advance research and also help provide uh, care and support for those dealing with the disease. So when we go speak to legislators, and you see the needle of research on the federal level has increased exponentially. Ten years ago, research funding for Alzheimer's was at less than 500 million for a disease that affects over 500 million. Today, ten years later, we're on the brink of uh, breaking $2 billion. Uh, In the past three years, we've increased federal research funding by $120 million, which is unprecedented. I believe that is because people see the urgency of the cause. Our representatives see that we are spending so much money in direct care that we need to invest some of that and really put it into research. So like in cancer and heart disease, that those investments in research has changed the, the trajectory of the disease. More people are living longer, more productive, healthy, and we need the same for Alzheimer's. We need those, that first survivor. And so we talk to our legislators that this is an investment, and it really fuels our mission. It fuels our ability to provide these services to families free of charge. It really fuels our ability to advance the research needle. So it is truly an investment. It's not an expense. So uh, you've got um, uh, your own upcoming uh, event in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, how has that grown, and how big do you expect it to be this year? Uh, it has grown really pretty big from when I started. I remember when I came on board, and um, uh, one of our, you know, we were happy that we raised thirty thousand uh, dollars. So uh, last year we raised just a little over eight hundred thousand for our walks. 
Uh, and we have uh, about six in our in our local community that, in fact, begin next Saturday, September fifteenth, uh, and go through all the way uh, October twenty seventh, almost every Saturday between now and then. Uh, and in our different uh, areas that we serve, and it's really uh, you know more and more people are be- getting engaged, more and more people are attending, more and more people are supporting, and uh, they see they see the effects, the outcomes of what we do in the community. Something that's very important to me. I do an annual review and I tell people this is where this is how your investment has touched these people's lives, how many people we're reaching in our community. So uh, it has really uh, uh, really grown uh, um, exponentially. You know, last year uh, nationally we raised $89 million and the year before was $82 million. So nationally that's a pretty good boost. Uh, and I think too, you know, the association is rated by Thomas Reuters as the most as as the most impactful not-for-profit funder of Alzheimer's research. Next to uh, we're third next to the U.S. government and Chinese government. So we really have uh, our name is strong. Uh, People trust us, and uh, and we're doing a lot of good work on all the fronts that uh, encompass our mission. So the walks are a great opportunity for people to get engaged. They can go to alz.org forward slash walk. They can put in their zip code, no matter where you are, even in New Mexico. You can put in your zip code, and you'll get the, the, the walk nearest you. Uh, also, if you're dealing with this disease and you need help, we have a 24-7 helpline, 1-800-272-3900. Day or night, you can call, and it can be uh, people, you know, it can be addressed in over 100 different languages. So uh, this is a global epidemic, and, and, and we're addressing it on a global uh, level. We just had our largest uh, international research conference hosted by the association in Chicago, 5,900 researchers and clinicians from 68 countries, and of those in attendance, 52% were women. So over half were women who were participating in the conference. It was our largest research conference. So there's a lot of optimism in terms of the momentum of science uh, for uh, hopefully finding some effective treatments to change the trajectory of this disease. We're running up ahead, uh, up into our break, but I got one more question. With you just brought that up, sure. are, um, is there one? Are there one or two countries outside of the U.S. who are really making some groundbreaking uh, discoveries? Uh, well, you know, in terms of. Uh, Prevention, you know, Finland uh, did a finger study about uh, life interventions that the association now is dovetailing into a study that they're funding and conducting called the Pointer Study to protect uh, brain health through uh, life interventions to reduce risk. So, uh, I mean, it is all over the place. Uh, uh, China's doing a lot of research as well. So it is really a a global effort. Uh, You know, the G8 countries have a G8 dementia, uh, you know, representative, and, and our wow. national uh, CEO, uh, Harry Johns, is on that G8 uh, dementia council. So, uh, you know, this is something that we're involved in, not no, only nationally here, but on a global level as well. Oh, that's fascinating. Well, thank you so much, uh, Gina Colombara, Executive Director of the Alzheimer's Association of Southeast uh, Virginia. You can learn more about his organization at www.alz.org. Thank you so much, and we'll be right back after the break. Thank you. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. 
at Vox Optima. Our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program welcome back to the brand ambassadors i'm gary potterfield along with Merritt hamilton allen and uh we just wrapped up uh, a segment with uh, Gino Colombaro, the executive director of the uh, uh, Southeastern uh, uh, Virginia Alzheimer's Association, and uh, and uh, and that was great. And they do terrific work, and uh, and um, and uh, they're just one of uh, certainly one of many um, organizations that deal with caregiving. And uh, um, so, so, what are some of the others, Mary, that you think that are that are that, that, that's come to mind to you? Well, um, I think there are so many caregiver resources, and uh, it's still easy to believe in 2018. When you, uh, one thing Gino said is, you know, it's uh, when, when a family uh, encounters a, uh, an Alzheimer's diagnosis, um, it's something they've never done before, and that was, uh, and I think perhaps your experience with your parents, certainly my experience uh, with my father, is every day was something new I'd never experienced before. And uh, there are tremendous resources at the national, the state, the organizational level. Uh, Health and Human Services has a whole caregiver uh, section. Most state health departments have uh, uh, a uh, department of uh, uh, elderly and aging, and they've got resources. I think one of the best places to start is aarp.org slash caregiving, and that's the American Association of Retired uh, People 
and they've got a whole page of uh, uh, caregiver resources. Also because, of course, you and I and Gina are all veterans, and I think we have a lot of veteran listeners. Um, the Veterans Administration has some tremendous resources for caregivers. I think they've really gotten ahead of the rest of the federal government on this, and uh, I recommend you go to www.caregiver.va.gov. Uh, it's, uh, I think, such an, uh, such an important network to get into and build, and it, it's, a different type, it, it's a different type of support. Uh, I, I think when I think of a support group, I think of going to a meeting and drinking coffee and eating some cookies and telling your story. Well, caregivers don't have time for that. <laughs> That's not what's right. happening. That's not what's happening. It's a list of resources. It's, it's phone calls. It's um, uh, uh, check-ins. And it's, it's really important, I think, uh, uh, to have that network. But I, and I was thinking, too, though, that, that um, um, the one aspect of, I think when anybody, you, know, you, you both talked about the fact that, uh, you know, this, this is something you never faced before. You don't, and it is certainly, there is a tremendous amount of, I, I would imagine, comfort of, of being reaching out and having somebody to talk to, a lifeline of some sort that just from the psychological standpoint, because I can just imagine all the, 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 the folks who are dealing with family members who have whatever kind of problem it is, just laying awake at night and just in, in, in panic, you're going, what in the world am I going to do and how am I going to deal with this? And just, you know, and Gene was talking about the fact that caregivers get ill, but just to, to know that there's uh, that there's somebody out there, whatever the caregiver, whatever the support network is, because um, I think that I know me personally, I tend to not be the, you know, I'm not, I'm not a big joiner. And that's, uh, you know, right. and that's that's not a good thing. You know? right. <laughs> Sometimes you need to be. No, and I, I tend to be the same way, and it's just easier to think, okay, I've got this on my own, I can handle this, leave me alone. And uh, that can, I think that's after, uh, after a period of time, becomes untenable. Yeah. Yeah, or, or just the fear that, yeah, that there's nothing they, anyone else can do. I'm, I'm this, what I'm facing is totally unique, and no one else is, no one else, that, that no one can help me with it through what I'm dealing with, right. uh, which no is so else, untrue. No, no one else in the world is getting old. <clears throat> right. Well, at least I'm not, so that's good. Phew. No, no, not you. <laughs> never, never. You mentioned some organization, AAR, I don't know what you're talking about. I wouldn't... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, that was awesome because um, my husband's enrollment package showed up in early April, and of course he turned 55 at the, end of, um, at the end of March, and I found that really funny and was really tempted to go out and buy a... Um, uh, a uh, commemorative box of depends, but I also want to stay married, so I just kept my mouth shut. Well, it is, it, 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 you know, you, you know how it is. You, you're, you, you, I don't know if it's happened every, every generation this way, but you think that, no, 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 no. When I think of someone who's elderly or old, that's totally different. That's something else. Even when in middle age, you go, no, I'm not middle age, I'm young. No, I'm not old. I'm middle. You know that that whole business about the you know whatever sixties the new forty or forties the new twenty or whatever. It just it's, I don't know. I just can't. You look in the mirror and you go, I can't be like one of those old fo- folks. You know. Oh goodness gracious! So I don't. Well, I, I, so I'm I'm I'm, get, I'm still I'm in denial. My, my, my you know my mother is absolutely um, young at heart and young in vigor and young in personality, and I, I think her slogan going up into her coming birthday is eighty five is the new eighty four. <laughs> that's a good one. That's good. That's the right attitude. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm in total denial. I'm, you know, I'm, that's what I'm in. 
and it's a nice place to be for now. For now, I'll, I'll just I'll, I'll live with it. Uh, I, I have had um, in the past six months um, a recurring dream where I know everything and are at the same place in life uh, financially, professionally. It, it, you know, it's forty-eight year old me in twenty-five year old merit body, and then I wake up from that, and it's horrifying. <laughs> the waking up is the horrifying part, right? Exactly. It, it, exactly. Like, otherwise, it's like, it's like the best dream ever. Yeah, no. The, here's the problem with it. I've had that same, you know, dream myself, and I've had I've had the the daydream of it as well. But then you think, if you took yourself now, everything you are, and you and you and you did go back into that body of 25 years ago, you know, would you would you relate to the people to the other 25 year olds, or would you go like, what do I? Would they and you go get out of here? You're you're just a totally different. You know, do you have the same mentality or attitude? Of 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 that age, or are we all? You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's, Those, yeah. Uh, that, that's certainly true. And one of one thing I say a lot, and it seems true, is t- to me, thirty five is kind of uh, the benchmark for true rest of your life adulthood. And to me, it seems like everyone over the age of thirty five is the same age. Mm. Whether whether you're thirty six or seventy, I mean, it's just um, uh, you have you have a very I think common outlook on what's on what's coming before you and a very uh, common worldview. I remember, I remember, for some reason, distinctly, um, when I was thirty-four and uh, or I was like I was a month away from thirty-five, and uh, and where I was working, I, I was like I, it was I was really excited and happy because they're like, hey, look at this. You know what? Most of the people that work for me, like twelve of the of the twenty people that work for me, are older than me. So I'm like one of the young guys here. This is pretty cool. And then within about six months, all the people that were older than me were gone. I was like, I was like the oldest person there. I'm like, what? I turned 35, and then suddenly I'm the, I'm old, the old guy. Man. Yeah. Oh goodness. And I still am. <laughs> You'll always be young to me, Gary. Thank well, you. I think that's all the time we've got for now. Uh, please join us next week on the Brand Ambassadors. You've been uh, listening to the Brand Ambassadors on Voice American Network. For Gary Potterfield, I'm Merritt Hamilton-Allen. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in this week to the Brand Ambassadors. Please join Merritt Hamilton-Allen and Gary Potterfield for another edition next Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.